Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Connie. Today is Friday, September 15th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Expect a warm day in Riverside today as the high climbs to 86.5 degrees and dips to a cool 64.9 tonight. Turning to our top headlines, Detroit is feeling the heat as United Auto Workers stage simultaneous strikes at the big three automakers, pushing for higher wages and enhanced job security. Meanwhile, the wildfire preparedness industry sees an explosive growth fueled by ongoing climate changes, technological advancements, and increased insurance worries. Finally, we go into the world of casinos where giants, Caesars Entertainment, and MGM resorts are feeling the sting of cyber attacks, placing customer data and their operations in jeopardy. All this and more, coming up on Alex's News. We begin today with a significant development in the automotive industry. The United Auto Workers, or UAW, has initiated simultaneous strikes at three major U.S. automakers, General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis. This marks the first coordinated labor action against the Detroit Three manufacturers since the 1970s. To discuss this further, we have our reporter, Elias. Elias, could you elaborate on what's happening? Absolutely, Connie. It's an unprecedented move. For the first time in history, the UAW is striking all three of the big three automakers simultaneously. The strikes might halt the production of popular vehicles like the Ford Bronco, Jeep Wrangler, and Chevrolet Colorado pickup truck. The UAW president, Sean Fain, confirmed the severity of this situation in his statement. We understand that this strike has followed weeks of clashes between the UAW and automaker executives. Can you provide us with some details? That's correct, Connie. The UAW has been demanding higher wages, better job security, and a larger share of the profits generated by combustion trucks as the industry is transitioning towards electric vehicles. There's been a stalemate between both parties. As automakers have not met these demands, this standoff has attracted the attention of President Joe Biden, who has called for a resolution. How many workers are involved and which areas are directly affected by this strike? The strikes affect about 12,700 workers, Connie. And the strikes are taking place at assembly plants in Michigan, Missouri, and Ohio. Got it. Now let's talk about the potential implications of this strike. There are reports that a week-long shutdown at the Jeep plant in Toledo could result in a significant revenue loss. What can you tell us about this? That's correct, Connie. If the strikes go on for a week at the Jeep plant in Toledo... Stellantis could lose over $380 million in revenue, yet the companies have offered a maximum of 20% raise without the key benefits that the union demands, contributing to ongoing negotiations and strikes. None of the automakers have proposed eliminating tiered wage systems, which is another crucial demand of the UAW. What's the worst-case scenario here, Elias? If these negotiations don't go in the union's favor? A large-scale strike could be on the horizon, Connie. We've got workers from three key assembly plants, Ford in Wayne, Michigan, GM in Wentzville, Missouri, and Stellantis Jeep brand in Toledo, Ohio. If negotiations fail, a larger strike could follow in the coming weeks, seriously impacting automakers' production. It seems President Joe Biden's push for electric vehicles could also affect these developments. How does that play into the situation? There's some intersection there, Connie. 
the president's initiative to invest federal subsidies into expanding electric vehicles could affect UAW combustion powertrain jobs. Therefore, the interest in ensuring job security in the changing industry is definitely a factor in these strikes. What about other automakers in the United States? This strike creates an opportunity for non-union automakers in the United States like Tesla, Toyota, Honda, and Mercedes to capitalize on the disruption caused by the strikes. Yet, industry experts predict a full strike could cost each affected automaker about $400 to $500 million per week in lost production. This is certainly a complex issue. We'll be following the developing story closely. Thanks for giving us such detailed insights, Elias. You're welcome, Connie. It's crucial to stay informed on this issue, considering its broad implications. Our second topic today focuses on an industry that's growing quickly, preparing homes for wildfires. This influx is driven largely by climate change, technology advances, and insurance concerns. NPR, along with other sources, have provided very detailed coverage on this issue. We have Grace on this topic today. Grace, could you start by giving us an overview? Absolutely, Connie. As you mentioned, the industry that prepares homes for wildfires is booming. The main contributing factors are the rising threat of wildfires, due largely to climate change, and increasing awareness among homeowners about the risk to their properties. Technological advancements, such as AI-powered sensors and early detectors, have made it possible to detect fires earlier and help reduce their spread. And insurers are also contributing to the demand as they're increasing rates or even refusing coverage in high-risk areas. Let's unpack that a bit, starting with this idea that homeowners are now shouldering the responsibility of fire protection. How big of a role are insurance companies playing in this shift? Insurance companies are playing a crucial role, Connie. They're faced with a dilemma. As the risk of major wildfire damage escalates, they have to either increase premiums or deny coverage completely. In many cases, they've had to choose the latter. This means homeowners are being pushed to take responsibility for protecting their properties through what's known as home hardening. Which brings us to another important point that you mentioned, home hardening. Could you tell our listeners more about this? Sure, Connie. Home hardening is all about using materials and designs that can help a home withstand the intense heat and destructive power of wildfires. This includes siding and roofing materials that resist ignition, installing fire-resistant windows, and using attic ventilation devices to prevent ember intrusion. These are just a few examples. I see that residents affected by the 2020 Almeda and South Obenchain fires in Jackson County, Oregon, have received grants for home hardening. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, according to reports from KDRV.com, these residents are eligible for grants to use fire-resistant materials when rebuilding. Interestingly, the grants are not just for those who own the house when the fire occurred, but also for those who have already rebuilt and are interested in reimbursement. Grant amounts can range from $350 to $2,200, depending on the specific improvement implemented. Can we expect more of such initiatives in the future? It's quite possible, Connie. Given the increased risk of wildfires and the resulting damage, it's clear that protecting our homes is not just an individual responsibility, but a collective one as well. Let's switch to technology. How is AI being used in this context? AI is proving to be a significant advantage in early fire detection and control. 
Devices like AI-powered sensors and smoke detectors can identify potential fire threats at initial stages, allowing for quicker response times to mitigate damage. Companies like Dryad Networks are pushing the boundaries in this area. It seems we are still in the early stage of this industry. What could we predict about its growth? Well, Connie, the demand for these services is certainly set to rise. Also, it's worth noting that the industry lacks regulation, which emphasizes the need for more competition and testing. But the consensus is clear. As the risk of wildfires continues to spread to new areas, it's expected that the industry will also continue expanding. Thank you for that comprehensive breakdown, Grace. You're welcome, Connie. We now turn to our third story of the day. Two major casino giants, Caesars Entertainment and MGM Resorts International, have been recently targeted by cyber attacks, potentially exposing personal information of tens of millions of customers. Our specialist correspondent, Ethan, who's been following this story closely, joins us to give us the details. Ethan? Thank you, Connie. Yes, it's been quite an alarming situation. On September 7th, Caesars Entertainment, based in Reno, Nevada, reported a cyber attack that may have bared its customers' personal information. We're talking about driver's license numbers, social security numbers, and more. That sounds terrifying, Ethan. What has the response from Caesars been regarding this breach? Caesars has surprisingly maintained that their casino and online operations were not disrupted. However, the safety of their customer data has been compromised. They believe a Russia-based operation called Scattered Spider is behind this attack. They use SMS text, phishing, and phone calls to circumvent security. Scattered Spider, that's a name that keeps popping up, doesn't it? Yes, indeed, Connie. This operation has been linked to over 100 intrusions at various companies in the U.S. Now, if we pivot to MGM Resorts, another leader in the industry, they also experienced a significant cyber attack that caused a shutdown of their computer systems across the USA. Not only impacting ATMs, slot machines, digital key access to rooms, and elevator functions, but also leaving guests frustrated and inconvenienced. A tricky situation for all involved. Ethan, is there any speculation on the attack's potential implications given the scale? Absolutely, Connie. It sent ripples of concern about the security of customer information in the hospitality and entertainment industry. As the largest casino owner in the world, Caesars is scrambling to secure the exposed personal information. But the outcome still hangs in the balance. And what about MGM Resorts? Their system downtime sounds like it could be ongoing. That's still unclear, Connie. They are certainly working to resolve the downtime, but there's been no given detail about the attack or whether a ransom was paid. It's all quite precarious right now. On another note, I understand that the group claimed to have stolen large amounts of data. Is this correct? Yes, Scattered Spider has claimed to hold 6 terabytes of data from both MGM Resorts and Caesars Entertainment, but what they plan to do with this data is as of yet unclear. This has undoubtedly had huge operational disruptions for both casino giants. Can you shed some light on the kind of toll it has taken? Certainly, Connie. For Caesars Entertainment, apart from the damage to their reputation, they have also incurred significant expenses in responding to and investigating the incident. And over at MGM Resorts, the outages have affected hotel reservations, payroll, and other services, leading to a ripple effect on guest experiences. We'll be eagerly watching how this pans out. Where do things stand in terms of the investigation? 
Both breaches are under active investigation by the FBI and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, in addition to both companies working closely with cybersecurity experts to resolve the issues and bolster their security measures. Before we wrap up, I want to point out that we've been citing information from sources that include NPR, Reuters, ABC News, Gizmodo, USA Today, Bleeping Computer, Bloomberg News, and The Wall Street Journal. Thank you so much for this comprehensive overview, Ethan. It was my pleasure, Connie. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Eleven Labs Text-to-Speech API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.